vernacular. I am Pashas. And this is Shawan. Good morning. It's Azalei. Hey, everybody. So, as normal, we're going to start with the attitude of gratitude. Uh, who wants to start? Oh, I can definitely start. Um, I am definitely just grateful for life, grateful for a new month, wrapping up this year, 2021. I'm just um, grateful for the amount of hope and optimism that I have moving forward into our new season, new everything. I'm just grateful for life. Yes, I love it. Um, I would say the same thing, just wrapping up the year. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but just thankful to, you know, hopefully make it to the end and start um, some new beginnings next year. So hopefully some manifestations will come to, you know, light. If not, then we'll just be patient and wait for them to come through in due time. Amen to that. Y'all are throwing away the whole month of December. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I said I'm thankful for the month. Look, look everything else. We got uh, to move on to the new year. It's time. <laughs> like, can we get through today? Like, <laughs> Oh, and my grandma should be 102 this month. So, yes, that's yeah. another thing. Oh, that's such a celebration. Oh, well, I just want to say I am thankful for insight and wisdom. I feel like um, I put up my ancestor altar and I feel like I just got a lot of un, um, unsettled feelings, but I feel like they got to be leading towards something for me to have them. So I'm just thankful for wisdom and insight. So hopefully I will start being more clear uh, on my path and my journey because I feel like things are moving in that direction at this point. Yes, come through Breakthrough. I know. Yeah. You know you know, let us know all about it. I'm really happy to hear that. Me too. So, with that being said, um, I saw a TikTok this, uh, well, I think it was an Instagram reel, um, and it was T.D. Jakes and Steve Harvey, and they were pretty much just talking about, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but they put it in an interesting perspective about, you know, the thought of giving your kids everything or what will you leave to your children? Um, Steve Harvey said um, that he is going to spend at least 85% of his wealth or income on him and his mom. And he's going to leave them. I'm taking it the, the remainder. And how do you guys feel about that before I say what T.D. Jake stated, which I thought was very powerful. I'm sorry. I thought we was going to be talking about something totally different, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, though. Um, I'm going to roll right with it because um, you know, as y'all know, my mom is deceased and one thing that she always always told us is, you can't take take it with you when you go. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, she she said not to be frivolous, but live your life you like enjoy if there's something you want get it you know don't like try to save not not be don't save but don't save so much that you deny yourself the simple pleasures that you want you know in this lifetime but then when I used to hear that song by Drake and I think Rick Ross like put my money in the grave or something like I'm gonna take my money to the grave I was like (laughs) that's so freaking selfish like how could you do that but I get it because I even heard Shaq say something where he was like, 
he'll give his daughter's money, but he ain't giving his sons nothing. Like y'all got to work for it or whatever. So when I hear that, it's like, do you, you slaved, you earned it, you know, y'all know what it's like to have and what it's like to not have. So whatever they choose to do with that money, that's that. I would like to leave a little something for my kids because my mom did not leave anything for us. So I, I guess I kind of see it from both ways, but I ain't mad at them for feeling that way, at him for feeling that way. I would agree. I feel the same way. I had an aunt um, who said the same thing. She was like, whenever you get paid, the first person you pay is yourself. She was yeah. like, you the one that's done work all them hours. The least you could do is like celebrate yourself, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, our mom, or my mom's deceased too. So she did leave us a little something. So I understand the importance of that. Um, I just wasn't educated enough to set myself up in a better position um, just through youth and family, you know, ignorance. But I see the significance in that because I don't know, for some reason, sometimes I feel like Black people always like, yo, you got to learn, you got to struggle, you know, you got to get it how I get it. And that's not always the case. Like, if you look at other races, it doesn't always have to be about race, but I'm going to say it. If you look at other races, um, you know, sometimes they set their kids up for, well, they do set their kids up for, um, you know, a better life, so to speak. Um I, something similar it was something that said I think I it might have been a meme that I read and it was like why is it that adult black children when they go home they always have to help out with the bills mm-hmm. or they have to help out at home when other races they understand the assignment like mm-hmm. they let their kids come home so they can save to like get a house there's no like helping out you know with the bills or the household um so I don't know. I, I understand both ways, but I damn sure agree. Celebrate yourself. And then like Shawan said, leave something for your kids. Cause I mean, why not? Yeah. I'm I'm with both of you. Like, I feel like not that it has to be balanced as far as what you leave them, like 50 here, 50 there. Mm-hmm. I love his 85% thought pattern, you know, because it is saying that you're gonna spend majority on yourself, but you're also gonna leave something for them um as well. And I feel like a lot of times, if you leave every, well, I feel like, not to go into that, because that's the whole next topic, but I feel like if they don't have to work for some things, then it's not going to work out well for them future-wise, if that makes sense. And for yeah. me, I don't celebrate myself enough. So, like, mm. the whole goal, like, once I had kids was, okay, I got to make their life better. But in the process of making their life better, you need to forget yourself or you don't recognize how to do it in a form where you're celebrating yourself as well as making sure that they're okay. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I had moments where I would buy like the stupidest things like Chick-fil-A. It's like, okay, I got to get Chick-fil-A for lunch because I didn't bring lunch. And then I'd be like, but if I get Chick-fil-A, is that going to affect what I buy for groceries? You know what I'm saying? And Chick-fil-A was like $6. So, but in my mind, I couldn't rationalize the difference from us being homeless because I bought Chick-fil-A or <laughs> me just satisfying that one little thing, you know what I'm saying, of getting myself lunch. So I think it's, it is definitely a balanced thing. And my mom did leave us something because she had life insurance. But just like you, Ezele, do, even though I was grown, you know, way beyond grown, I spent it on things that were necessity. Like, and I did start a janitorial company. So I did do things that I thought would be 
you know, generational wealth building. They didn't work out the way I wanted them to, but I did, you know, do stop working and do some other stuff that could have been looked at as frivolous, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I think it is the lack of knowledge, you know, it's not like she passed down the knowledge of building wealth. It was just so happened that she blessed us with something, you know, upon her death. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to this. So TJ Jake said something that I thought was so important. He was like, it's not what you leave to them that makes them great. It's what you leave in them that makes them great. If you Mm -hmm. leave enough in them, you won't have to, he was saying like, essentially, you won't have to worry about their future because they're going to make their way out of you know the situation based upon what's left in them but he was like if you leave too much to them it's kind of like they're going to have they're not going to be successful ultimately I can't remember exactly the words that he said but he was just saying like if you leave them too much it's not going to lend them to be successful ultimately I saw that sermon and it's so good that you brought that up because um, I definitely agree with that too. And, you know, my oldest is 21 now. He's out of the mm-hmm. house, he's working, doing all these things. And one of the things he told me was like, I mean, I've tried to get him to quit his job several times and, you know, <laughs> focus on school, all this other stuff. And this is the number one time where he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like he's never outright just went against everything that I said it but this time he you know he's been at his job almost three years and he was like I'm not gonna stop working he said ever since I was little I saw you work he said I've seen you work two jobs to take care of all of us and he was like I don't ever want to be in a position where I don't have the things that I need and he was like working right now you know he was like he hasn't figured out the business model of things yet but as of right now, working is what he feels most comfortable doing because he doesn't want to be in a position where he doesn't have his basic needs met. And I feel, you know, there's a few other things that he felt that I instilled in him. Like, it's just, if I hadn't been the example, no matter what words came out of my mouth, he's looking at how I treat people on a regular basis, you know, how I interact with people, all the things that made us, that have sustained us up to this point. That's been his blueprint. And that means so much, you know, to hear him say that. And it's like, it's in there, you know, like a lot of times people say, well, you think your kids weren't listening or your kids weren't paying attention. He was definitely paying attention. And and I respect that so much that it, there are some things that are instilled in each of them that no amount of money can erase or, or undo. So that's an interesting perspective. Well, good job, mom. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that's um, refreshing to hear because my little one, I don't think he's listening to shit. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, y'all. I feel like this generation is so, and I mean, we could pick things about each and every generation, but I just feel like they are so entitled and like so damn <laughs> clueless. And I don't know if it's because like I have to think, I'm like, well, my son is an only child. Like none of us in the family are an only child. So I think we kind of understood, you know, like sharing is caring. And um, <laughs> I felt like if one sibling was, wasn't was listening, the other one was like with him, it's like, yo, what is going on in there? Um, so I don't know. I just keep yelling, sometimes talking and I pray that it sticks. So again, that's refreshing because that's what I try to teach him. Like 
you are very blessed to have what you have like you don't like you, we don't have to like do this <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that you don't have to get uh, we could be in a totally different position and I just want you to understand that and I mean mm-hmm. he's still young so hopefully it clicks soon because it's stressing me out but um I just would agree with that it's what how you talk to them the experiences that you give them like you said, the examples you set of how you treat people, talk to people, um, celebrate and honor people, um, yeah. that is very important. And hopefully they are listening and picking up on that. The crazy thing about children is that you don't know until they get like Jamil, Shawan, like 21, on their own, doing their own thing. Like you won't know. Like it's. Oh my God. <laughs> that you get ahead of time, you know? And yeah. it's so funny because. Me and Shawan, of course, been friends forever, but our children are the same age. So Jamil's 21 and Anaj is 21. I was first. She had to follow. You know? <laughs> Just joking. But um, it was planned. We wanted to have children at the same time. <laughs> Just joking. It was a competition. <laughs> All these years. No, let me stop. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, that's exactly how I look like before you know pre-children it was like I don't want my children to have to go through what I'm going through I mm-hmm. have to do everything I'm gonna set them up for life da, 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 da. and that's definitely not the case financially for me I couldn't do that if I wanted to um so a majority of what I can give is my advice my presence my you know working to do as much as I can on the front end for them to not have to do certain things that I've had to do on the back end. Mm-hmm. So with my daughter, I see it more so in how she talks, um, her choices, choosing herself first, which mm-hmm. is totally the opposite of how I am. But mm-hmm. just seeing her do that is just so far. I, I don't know. It just makes me so proud just seeing how she doesn't settle. You know what I'm saying? So in life, she's not going to settle. She's not going to settle in relationships. She's not going to settle for less than what she is work-wise. Like, she's going for everything. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, and it just makes me so proud. And I know that that's part of setting them up for the future. You know, my sons are the same way. They don't settle for anything when it comes to people, places, things. You know what I'm saying? They want what's best for them all the way around. And that's kind of, to me, more important than me just leaving them money, you know, because a lot of times with these people who have the wealth that they can leave their kids, they don't step up to the plate with that wealth. You know what I'm saying? They end up broke because they don't have the basic guidelines to keep them in the right space. You know what I'm saying? Yes, mm-hmm. you brought up something so interesting. Um, I now thinking about it with my daughter, she's the youngest and um she does have a lot of allergies and stuff. And it just made me think about like a lot of people always tell me my children are they don't have enough meat on their bones and stuff like that. And it kind of annoys me, but with her having allergies, she does pick and choose what she eats, you know, certain things. And it just made me think about choices as far as even the food that they eat. Because y'all know when we grew up, it was like, you better eat whatever your parents put in front of you. Mm-hmm. So when we ain't dead because of the damn allergies <laughs> and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We ain't know about. And it's like, 
even in our our era, it's like, okay, we ate the little cheap shit because, you know, we, we know no better. We ain't have enough money, this, that, that. Now it's like, I'm not eating that. And it's not even out of disrespect. You know, I don't take it as disrespectful when my kids say they don't want to eat certain things. It's like they want to live longer. They're making the right choices, even mm -hmm. as far as their bodies are concerned, to not be eating ev any and everything. And just because stuff costs a dollar don't mean you're supposed to devour, you know, or consume it, you know? So I just, I really respect that about my children, that I feel that lends to what's in them as well, you know, just making sure they're going to live a little bit longer, I believe, based on the choices that they're making as far as their health and wellness, you know, exercising. That, that's a whole different mindset also, you know, being yep. physically fit. I think that's a mm -hmm. big damn deal. So I do see that in my children as well. Like they won't just eat any and everything. So, and I've always allowed them to be free thinkers. That's another thing, you know, now they've getting carried away with this cursing and stuff. And, but <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I let them make themselves. I allow them to have an opinion about things. And I think that matters because I was told because I said so or, or sit down and shut up. But it's like with them, I allow them to to talk, to share their opinions and their points of view. So yeah, it's it's definitely what's in them that matters. So I guess what age is the fun stuff? Because I'm not doing any of this shit over here. Um <laughs> <laughs> we're just, you know, still trying to stay straight and narrow. Um, y'all, but I am kind of nerd all off subject. But I'm kind of nervous because I think I need to like start having the birds and bees talk maybe like next year. No, you better do um, it now because if you don't, them the streets. That's what everyone it. says. Like, ah, y'all. Oh my god. Talk about, I'm having anxiety even talking about this. No, you have to. When I tell you, okay, sidebar. Story. Yeah, go ahead, girl. <laughs> Real quick. Um, my son, uh, when he's in elementary school, fourth grade, like, well. The whole time he was in elementary, they would let us come to lunch with them, right? So we would come mm -hmm. to lunch and we could sit at lunch with them, bring them lunch. And either at one mm -hmm. point they had us to be able to sit at the table with them. So they yeah. would move a seat over. Yeah. And then they started doing it where you would have to sit at a separate table with your child and your child can bring a friend. So fourth grade, they had started the separation part, which is cool. And when I would have a day off, I would spend it going up to the school I would buy him Chick-fil-A Taco Bell whatever he wanted and we would just sit and eat and when I tell you the stuff that was coming out of those children's mouths just blew me away like they were talking about you know homosexuality um girl, mm -hmm. girls in gym um like he he would tell me things that at my age in my mind we were not even discussing this at that age. yeah exactly so, type situation so I I tell everybody start planting those seeds as early as possible because you don't know <laughs> what other parents are telling their children or what other children are seeing oh, no. you know it's not necessarily about how you're teaching Aiden it's about how other people are teaching their kids that is going to affect how you teach Aiden because they're going to be saying things and Aiden is going to be questioning things in his mind and not knowing if he can talk, not saying this is how you are, but not knowing if he could talk to you because 
you the door hasn't been opened. You know what I'm saying? We still yeah. expect them to stay in a child's place when the world is giving them other things. And like social media, oh my God, my son exactly feed. And I looked at some of the stuff he sees on YouTube, and I was like, "Thank you, pastors, for being so smart to start talking to him early because this is not what happened with you." Like, but I see the world shifting around him, and I cannot allow him to fall into that trap. Yeah, even oh, if God. you start off with that good touch, bad touch, and lead it from there, you know, something where it's like you have to break the ice. And <laughs> how old is he? He is nine, y'all. Do it, girl. I'm telling you, you can babyfy it, or I wouldn't babyfy it per se, because mm -hmm. when I looked at some of the rap songs and videos that my son looks at, mm -mm, I got. And you see, that's the crazy thing because. I mean, to me, and with his actions and stuff, like when he's rapping or like saying some of this stuff, he's like legit innocent. Like he don't know what that shit means. And I'd be like, "Hey, you know, chill, chill. That's not appropriate." Yeah. And he'd be like, "Well, what?" And I, like he honestly doesn't understand the meaning. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't have you going around here screaming "ho ass" all of this other stuff <laughs> when that's not, you know, correct. And I'm just like. But like you said, because he's on that TikTok, like, I, I don't know. I think I got a little freak Farrakhan because he's so, like, you know, inquisitive. But then he does have an opinion and he'll say, well, according to, you know, this TikTok, certain such and such, like, real weird, like, conspiracy theory little dude. But I just. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Oh my God, help me. So my help name me. is three years younger than my son. He's the same age as Aiden, I think. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, nine. Same age as Aiden. So they were playing outside, and my nephew would always go back in the house. He wouldn't play with these little kids. Mm -hmm. And so my nephew is a very friendly guy. Like, he is just, that's my heart. He, oh, bring him over. Right? You know Kanye. Oops. Yeah. But anyway, he's, <laughs> so he's very friendly. <laughs> he met a, a child he like, you know. But he's very um, feeling people out. So, like, he'll figure mm -hmm. out the seat. And, like, I was to, and one of the kids that he would not go outside with is in his class. So, mm -hmm. T.P. was like, even in class, he don't rock with the boy. So, I was like, T.P., I know my nephew. Something ain't right. I said, yeah, yeah, like a sidebar conversation, you know, with him. Pull him to the side. Just have a conversation. See what's going on, you know? So... She pulled him to the side and she was like, he be saying some weird stuff. Like she was saying the little boy be saying some weird stuff to my nephew. And I was like, what do you mean weird stuff? So she finally got, I think his dad asked him what the little boy said. And the little boy said he would help him masturbate. But that's not how he said it. Oh, there's something going on. Look, social workers camera up like there's really this, something going on. Yeah, and this is a little boy that's in his class. And he literally said that to my nephew. So that's why I'm saying it's like no, oh, no powder. Like you, even though Aiden is innocent and he don't understand what they're saying in those songs, those other kids do. From whatever reason or whatever trauma True. they're going through that their parents are, you know, not 
being as flyery, you know, as we are. And like, I was that way too. Until my daughter asked me a straight up question. And I was like, okay, you asking me a straight up question. That means I got to be answering this just like the people you're talking to. And my husband used to say it all the time, he would be like, the guys on the street ain't going to talk to her this, uh, this type of uh, way that you're asking me to talk to her. So I'm not going to do it. I was like, he was like, I got to prepare her for everybody else. And it didn't make sense because I was like the poom poom and the boom boom person. Like poom poom, China, boom boom uh -huh. is boom. You know, like I was never like very forthcoming, but I would be honest and open with any conversation. So you just got to be, you got to, you got to get it to him. Because if you don't, like I would have never expected the kids his age, my nephew's age to say exactly what he said. And he actually said the word beat your meat. So I was being flowery saying masturbation, but he literally said, beat your meat. So if he's talking like that to my nephew, then uh, my sister needs to talk like that to my nephew because he needs to understand how the conversation is going to go with other people. And she does too. Okay. So this is great birth control again. Won't do this again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. So, but that still is leaving something in him. So to kind of bring the conversation full circle, even having these conversations is preparation. If you really think about it, you're preparing him for what's coming for him, whether you're giving it to him or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's an excellent way to bring it back together. Um, my one of the things that I remember, and um, when we first started talking about this, my mom used to always say, "Treat yourself." like treat yourself to something great you know so and Patches, you sent me something a while ago about this guy who celebrates himself every month on mm -hmm. the 19th like his his birthday is the same day as mine and I had you know I sometimes you know how they everybody used to say what would Jesus do like everybody called my mom Nisi so I'd be like what would Nisi do like Nisi would enjoy her life right now you know so not like I said don't get carried away but little somethings you know every now and then to celebrate you and the fact that you do work so hard for everybody else you need to work like put that in perspective you're working that hard for yourself so treat yourself I agree. Y'all know me. I'm the queen of self-care. I'm going to take a moment. Um, whether it's just taking random days off. I I try to buy myself flowers each month. Um, oh, we're such Virgos. Yes. Yes, girl. Got to keep it pretty, smelling pretty. Um, even just simple stuff, like try to find some time to like walk. I was just telling another friend of mine um, who's a new mom. I said, it, part of what you're feeling is like just being overwhelmed you don't have that me time so I know it's hard because you're mentally always where your baby is yeah. but you got to try to carve some time out um just for yourself for your sanity mm -hmm. um so that's important and sometimes self-care is not always yourself sometimes you know we don't want to get too loner you know lonely um because I'm known for being a good loner too but you do have to force yourself to you know, get around people, just if it's just to laugh, just to, you know, be in the presence of other souls, just to, you know, kind of feel, you know, at home or at peace, something different from the norm. So I think I'm good on self-care, but it's just, we'll see how the birds and bees talk out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, are we doing food for thought or are we wrapping this up? Anyway, I'm gonna go with food for thought. It's the same thing, yeah. I would say everything that y'all said is just 
on it. You know, like, I feel like it has to be balanced. Like, I don't want to leave my children with debt. So financially, I do want to leave them with something, build something for them, with them. Um, but I also am big on what I install in them. That's kind of like my big thing. Like, I do work to make sure they're very balanced all the way around, like, be open to conversations, just be the best version of myself. And that's kind of the opposite of how my mom was. And I'm not big on self-care, but I'm working on it. So that would be something that they would gain from us as well. You know, to the importance of making sure you are taking care of. My daughter is like you, Azalea. She is the queen of self-care. She is going to make sure she... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. And I think she gets that from her dad because he is the king of self-care. He makes sure... no matter what so i've never seen him looking bummy like i will say that ever since i have known him i've never seen him not like be well put together that is funny make sure his self is right (laughs) we're gonna work on you don't you worry i'm working yeah yeah i know i got y'all so i'm getting better better than i was before so we told her she got that new vehicle. She better not step in that vehicle looking any kind of way. No. Okay. <laughs> I keep it. That is too funny. I play that uh-huh. every time I leave the house just because of y'all. Y'all get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a good topic. Thank you for bringing this up. All right. Well, we'll holler at you guys later. Azalea, where can they find us? Uh, we are on Instagram, um, Vibrant Vernacular. Follow our page, continue the conversation. And to listen to us, we are on Anchor and Spotify. All right. Yes, we are. All right. Thank Talk you all. Yes. This is Shawan. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs>